Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello everyone and welcome to a What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Today you join us as we sit here in the wake of Spurs losing 3-1 to Man United and to be honest had sort of same old story written all over it. So many mirror images with other games this season. And to help me break it down, Hunter Godson, Shawnee Walsh, Jude Summerfield and Dan Kilpatrick from the Evening Standard. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time because I feel almost guilty now <laughs> that I and regularly ask you to try and find some sort of positives out of what was another really difficult week. Shawnee, how are you getting on? Good. Oh God! That, I was worried that was going to be. I was worried that was going to be. Bleak. I was worried you were going to go I'm, very bleak. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good because the game is over. I think <laughs> the, the season is nearly over. Is we're it? nearly. We're nearly. Well, I hope anyway. Like, God no! It, it, it's going to be something where it gets extended until December or something. We're going to be living in this forever. It just. It's like a glitch. Like we get yeah. it's an FM glitch. The season goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. We've got seven, seven all, games left. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of it's a slow trudge, isn't it, Hunter, to the finish line now? Oh, I don't even know if it's a slow. Uh, I feel like we're dead. We're, Did we're, you ever watch Trigger a... Happy TV back in the day, yeah, where he's... Dom Jolly used to dress up as a snail and go across <laughs> pedestrian crossings? Is that Spurs? <laughs> Spurs a season like that. It's quite worrying as well when you look behind, just behind us, over our shoulder, that Everton have two games in hand and are only two points behind us. Although that being said, they are as inconsistent as us. Um, it's going to be a big game that one, isn't it? It's going to be a big oh, game that God. one. <laughs> Two Just games more... in hand, and if if they manage to steal a march on us, I mean, I'd I'd be happy for more chaos, like the FA Cup. Just give mm. me some chaos, I'll take that. Yeah, um, for sure. Jude, how are you getting on? Yeah, uh, I like the the uh, the use of the phrase "in the wake of" there because it sort of does feel every Sunday afternoon or evening, just something's dying, just mm. from my, from my heart and my soul. Every week, um, and it is like we're at the wake discussing it over, you know. Did TV. you run yesterday? Uh, I did, yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't rage. It was at lunch, so it was just sort of okay. It's preamble. It was. It was I, just. Uh... I I I ran last night because I was I and I ran very very late because I was a bit miffed about Spurs, but also I was just wired after watching Line of Duty. Oh, you're not bringing uh, up again. Every the, <laughs> this guy. Mate, I, I, honestly, this freaking guy. I honestly, I can't get... Like, I'm, I'm a junkie. I mm. cannot get enough. I'm banging this drum. I'm dying on this hill until you guys all join in. There was a couple um, of... Um, there was a couple, the bill. There was a couple... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Integral. like season nine of the bill, so... Integral. You've got um, 20 years still to go, Jim. There was a, there was a lot of Mourinho crossovers with... Um, was Line of Duty last night, which that made absolutely no sense to me, but I liked them all anyway. So there there's you go. Good, yeah, there's a, <laughs> internet was on good form last night. Dan, mm. how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm good. No, no spoilers because I'm about to start Line of Duty, and I mean from the very start. Like, yes, I've never watched any of it, but the avalanche oh, of of stuff on Twitter and WhatsApp has got too much for me, so I'm bowing to pressure, and I'm gonna uh, join the mob. I'll do it as well, Dan. I'll do it as Dan. Let's do a separate. No, podcast. we should do a watch along. Should we get each other on Zoom? <laughs> Dan and Hunter's YouTube channel is just now AC12. I Line think that would draw in Hunters. Do <laughs> <laughs> like we could do Spurs analogies throughout? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. He's very like uh, Veteran Chaluka, this detective. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Lee Young Kyo. I would watch Attitude. that show. Yeah, yeah. Veteran Chaluka and Lee Young Kyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just seen 
that our Everton game's on a Friday night, so Spurs can ruin our whole weekend. Oh but my also, God. but mm. also we can get not ruin the whole weekend. We can get incredibly <laughs> pissed. <laughs> no, Dan went, li- Dan went. Oh my God! Top. It actually, it actually went, is. I've got. Oh, I got pub reservation. Get in. Oh, <laughs> Dan pub got... reservation as well. Dan went. Not Thank ruin God. the whole weekend, and I went. Get really pissed. <laughs> the, the problem with the Sunday games is that you always have like this looming Monday, but Friday you're you're laughing. Yeah. I think we could. I I would all back us if we manage like whatever happens in that Everton result. By the if, if you've got a reservation at the pub, I think within two hours you could be suitably tipsy <laughs> to make sure that you felt nothing. I I also have a pub reservation, so Sean, you know. We can yes, blissfully. We can sit blissfully. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, well, what got a lovely start. I am actually off. Oh. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So obviously, some something big is going to happen. You know, Joseph's going to lose his job. Mm. Bearing in mind that Pochettino <laughs> was sacked when uh, I was in Greece on holiday on an island. Oh yeah, um, I, I had the right piece. I just want to point out that's not that's not ITK. That was just a, a grim. <laughs> Dan leaving. Don't believe anything is imminent. Dan leaving has Dan KP's uh, holiday schedule, and he just puts in dates for when he could potentially fire Mourinho around. (laughs) (laughs) He's got Monday off. He's got Friday off. It would would be incredible if something major were to happen, and Dan somehow missed it because he's put his phone on Do Not Disturb to watch four days straight of Line of Duty. Uh, absolutely superb well look what a positive start um and we can stick with the positive stuff so spurs actually i was about to say since spurs lose three yeah. i was wondering where you i was wondering how you're going to keep it positive you had, and we'll stick with the positive start uh, keep it got, light keep it light <laughs> keep it do it in the though. if you do it in the history of the game Hansi, we did go one nil up so you know you yeah to... exactly so leading the way at half time mm. um Lots, lots to get stuck into, but not loads of good stuff. Having said that, there were a couple of people that we did want to pick out. Um, so Joe Roden, who came out after the game and at least uh, for Spurs fans, I think gave something for them to get their teeth stuck into and something for them to sit there and go, oh, my word, that's that, that's good that there is someone standing there who feels the same way that I do. And off the back of what was probably up there with our, 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 our better performers in the side. Shawnee, were, were you impressed with Roden yesterday? Yeah, I think with Roden, it always seems like, oh, wow, this guy is not the one who's been giving away goals directly. And that's a good thing. Like, especially just because, especially with the second goal, the Cavani goal, like Ori and Dyer, I don't know what on earth they're doing. And with some of the pressing, like it was hard to really figure out what the game plan was. So it's nice to have a player who, regardless of what he has been told or what he hasn't been told, is still quite competent and it's good that he's this kind of character he came out after the game after a loss after like a quite like demoralizing loss as well and he was just kind of putting up this fight and he was showing that you know he, he gives a shit and you know when things aren't going your way at all when we're sat here and we talk about how numb we are about another bad spurs result it's good that there are guys in that dressing room who look who like really really care about what's going on yeah and in, 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 I, I love what you said surely there about the in a i suppose in a in a defense full of errors it's rare that you are pointing the finger at Roden dan and saying oh he's let us down there or, or he's the one who stopped concentrating at a key moment or ran out of position yeah i mean i think he did struggle a bit with cavani yesterday i don't think he was brilliant or anything but i think the kind of narrative around Roden is that he's in a really difficult situation and he's the best of a bad bunch and he's not kind of letting himself down. And I think that's about right. I mean, I, it does look to me as though, you know, if you put him in a really high functioning defensive unit or, you know, just a side with a bit more confidence and a, a bit more organisation and a bit more consistency back there, then I think he would be doing very well. And I think, you know, everyone can see uh, that he's got the the attributes. He's pretty raw, but it's, it's pretty clear to me that, you know, while it's kind of hard to see perhaps a, a long-term future for um, any of the other centre-backs as it stands, or that could change. It is very easy to see kind of Roden being a big part of the defence under, you know, under any manager. You know, he's, he's obviously um, a decent player kind of with and, with and without the ball. Um, so I think, you know, there, there's something to, to, to build around there at the back and, 
Um, you know, the, the, I guess the frustrating thing is um, that he just hasn't played more this season. But, you know, this is all kind of good experience for him and hopefully not sort of too damaging for him to be part of this um, really chaotic back line at the moment. I don't think it'll be damaging for him, but because <clears throat> it's always a learning process for young centre backs like that. If anything, I think he'll what what he showed after the game is that he's someone who can come out and sort of take it on the chin. I think most people within this squad now, judging by how the players reacted after the after the game, know that something is horrifically wrong <laughs> with what's happening, and this isn't by by any like this isn't a normal team just underperforming. Something is very wrong shown by the idea again that i mean our best center back again isn't on the pitch and i i i didn't hear anything as to why he wasn't playing maybe i missed something didn't why wasn't all right playing to anyone there there's been no explanation no no explanation so again like like, you know (laughs) these are not normal circumstances i think under normal circumstances if you're going to play road and you sort of need all right next to him to to sort of solidify the defence you know Dyer's been dropped out and has been rightfully so he's dropped out he's brought back in against a United side who had Edinson Cavani whose movement was absolutely brilliant yesterday and caused caused troubles throughout the game Um, so you sort of think for Roden he he shouldn't look too much into this I think we've seen moments that suggest he's going to be a very solid defender if not the most mobile and brilliant on the ball Um, but you know, and I saw enough. I've seen enough for him, and to think, you know, it's good for him to be on the pitch. Yeah, it feels like his ceiling, at least, is a standard Premier League player. Like he could play mm. mid-table for someone, which is kind of where we're cratering to at the moment. So that might be coming handy. Um, you do think that he said the other day, like, how many times has a player said before or after a game, like, there are good players in the squad? Roden said it the other day that we do have quality and. In the first half, we did look quite good when we were trying to control the game. I think we'll get onto a bit later, but when you have a player as good as Lacelso who can help make us the protagonists when we've so often been the antagonists this season, like it's so, we'll get it, we'll figure it out regardless of which of the key players stay and go, and if the manager goes or not. There is still going to be enough quality. I, I genuinely believe that we will land on our feet within. The next year or so, that there's there's enough there's enough good here, even if Kane were to leave, and I know that's a big thing, but there's enough good here that we can still be fine from all this. Just before we move on to the Celso, um, we we did talk on the pod the other week about the idea of moving towards um, a defence that featured younger players because it's better to feature the younger players and hopefully see some growth than kind of just have the same thing week in, week out. Do we feel like with Roden that that still stands or do people feel differently now that we've had a another game where we've conceded three goals? Uh, I, I still I still believe in that. I still think we should be trying to bed in some younger players. But as, as I sort of said before, I think you always, with that, you always do have to have a, an older head within that, who for me, is, Toby Alderweireld is our best centre-back by a country mile. Uh, you play a couple of younger guys around him, and was it was it the Villa game? I'm sort of I'm sort of getting hazy with all the football. The <laughs> just <game>. merging. <laughs> up, yeah. Did Alvaro play the Villa game? Was that the last he was game? Ill for the Villa game. Ill for the Villa game. And then game. Play, play Arsenal. Was he Arsenal played at Arsenal? He, he had a long run with him, just him and Sanchez at the back, and we looked quite decent defensively. Mm. I just yeah. I just think I think. Yes, it look Mourinho has tried every single. You can't deny that he has tried every single pairing this season, and it hasn't worked. Which you know, make of that what you will. They can't all be bad defenders. But... Am I right? So it, I, I think I saw a stat to say it was his seventeenth different back four version of his back or back five. It was sixteen maybe. different sixteen combinations. That includes the fullbacks. Yeah. Okay. So it's just incredible when you think about it. And that and that defense had only played once, I believe, as a four. That was at Chelsea in the nil-nil, nil-nil. November. Well, you know my yeah. you know my thoughts on that, Hazel. I've, I've I think defenses should just be uh, centre backs, especially 
you pick your two and they're your two and that's it. And you 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 rotate in the league in the cup, sorry, but in the league you have your two and and you you push on, you persevere with them and you and you build around that. And <clears throat> you know, that's that's just my personal preference. Um but yes, in the, going back to your question, I, I'd love to see Tanganga get a few more minutes. I thought I thought I mean it's it's arguably Aurier's fault for, for the third goal yesterday, just completely goes to sleep and allows Cavani to just sort of walk past him. Um, but up to that point, I didn't think he had a terrible game. Regulon had a had a a good game when the ball was at his feet, but his passing was really poor yesterday. Uh, and and for the again, was it the th- no, sorry for the, third goal. for the second and third goal? Yeah, I mean that, again, look, we can point to errors, but you really have to look beyond the errors, don't you? You really have to look a little bit deeper and go, why are they so exposed? Why are we so open? And um, I'm sure we'll come on to it, you know. I'm sure we'll come. Let's on let's to do this also. Let's do it because yeah. I, he 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 was <laughs> a, in the first half. I thought in a game where you were clearly going to have to be combative, but also have real quality. He was he was a joy in the first half, and he was great to watch. Yeah, we had, we had um, our Spanish team had an exclusive with one Foyf last week as well, and he was he was asked about Lo Celso and what he thinks about him, and he was like so insistent that. He's already kind of exploded with the ability he's got. Like he's the heartbeat of the team. Um, and Dyer said to him before, like, I can't believe this guy doesn't play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. And I think the annoying thing is that we've only really seen him when we've been bad. Like he's no, he wasn't. He was scarcely featuring when we were in that run to go to the top of the league. Like we, he was, he was, he was fit last year when Kane and Son were injured, and during the restart when we were just bad in general. It's really annoying that, like, he's. He's like the, be- the he's the best player when we're crap, and we I really want to see him when we're playing well and how he fits into that because that could be like the missing link and like the the front four as well. Like just to have a extra player. Like Mourinho talks about it after I can't remember which game it was, but he said like it's good to have a couple of different options at number ten now. And mm. and we did get to see yeah. yesterday the mm. the three together that we've been asking for as well. I mean yeah. in the, in, the, in the first mm. half. Yeah, for, it's, a it, it's a good midfield. It's a full, you know, we were playing four five one. We pressed the ball higher up the pitch in the first half. The Celso sort of leading the highest out of the three in midfield, and it, you know, we pressed high. We tried to keep the ball. We didn't keep the ball particularly well because the, you know, our passing in general at the moment is lackluster. But when we did. Those those rare moments, it sort of it was like, oh no, these are really good footballers who can keep the ball, and it just felt like it felt like a confidence thing more than a these players can't play in this formation thing. It felt like if we if we played on the front foot, we'd create create we're more likely to create chances, um, and that came with the goal. The goal is a glimpse of what these really quality players can put together. Um, you know, it's just three or four really smart passes, um, but we ripped them apart. And that happened. I mean, it only happened once. Uh, no, it happened. It happened twice, and we created in those first ten minutes. It happened twice, and we created. A, we created two fairly good opportunities that arguably, say, I think it was Moura and Son should do better with them. Um, but we, it's just that thing of as the game goes on, the confidence just seems to be sapped out by the by the substitutions by Lascelles coming off the pitch, and then it, everyone just starts shrinking into their shell. Even if Mourinho, I mean, by this point, if you're still claiming Mourinho doesn't want them to drop beyond the halfway line, I'm, I'm not sure if there's Can't any hope you for anymore. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, do you know what, Hunter? You've sort of perfectly said Greg for us there. That the, I think we got to come onto the bad, and we have to talk about the substitutions. Um, Dan, I only ever exclusively read your work and and Jude and Sean's, obviously, but um, <laughs> accidentally yesterday I came across Jonathan Wilson's piece. Um, uh, that he wrote pre-match <laughs> pre-match yeah. he wrote it pre-match about the the regular Bergwijn substitution back in the Liverpool game um back in I think November um and and I think that's why this defeat was quite difficult to stomach because that's been a facet of our game that seemingly has led to errors and panic and instability over and over and over and yet we keep just doing the same thing again and yesterday was no different with the substitutions yeah the piece from John Wilson was incredibly prescient um yeah. for those that didn't read it it was essentially the, the premise was that 
when it was one all at Anfield in December and the game was quite finely poised. Spurs were having plenty of joy in the counter-attack, even though Liverpool were basically running the ball. Um, Mourinho brought on Reguilon for Bergwijn. Bergwijn yeah. And then Spurs naturally kind of retreated. It was it was two left-backs and tried to hold on to what they had. And Liverpool grew in confidence and obviously got the late winner. And, and yesterday, I thought exactly the same thing happened. Um, at 1-1... It was actually fairly finely poised, the game, I thought. You know, United were on the front foot and obviously sensing blood. But because of that, Spurs were having a bit of joy in the counter-attack. I think Kane had that effort saved in the near post by Henderson. And actually, there was there were openings there. Like, it could have swung either way. And and Solskjaer was decisive and brave. You know, he put Greenwood on. Um, and Mourinho took off Lacelso and put on Tosoko, which was not, you know, it isn't decisive and brave. And, and that's when... You know, on the bench, he had Bale, he had Delhi, he had Lamella. Um, he did eventually come on, you know, shortly afterwards, actually, but still is the most kind of conservative of those three. And 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 if you include Vinicius as well, he's the most conservative of the four attackers Mourinho could have brought on. So it was two kind of pretty uninspiring changes that are really more about kind of work off the ball than, than ability to do something on it. Um, and I think, you know... I just saw a few, you know, a few people on, on kind of WhatsApp or or my social media, or whatever, just saying as soon as those substitutions were made, the game was only going one way, and and I and I kind of totally agreed. It was, mm. it was, um, you know, bravery being re- rewarded from Solskjaer and Mourinho's kind of fear getting the better of him again, and and that costing Spurs. Um, so yeah, the, the Jonathan Wilson piece is still worth reading post-match because it more or less told the story of what happened uh, during the game. Yeah, And when Sissoko came on, there were times when he was even playing as like a third centre-back. Like he was dropping so, so yeah. deep. And it was such a contrast from the first half where Hoiberg and Dyer were kind of like marshalling the back line up the pitch, trying to squeeze United as much as we could. And then this, it was just completely different at 1-0 and at 1-1. And how many times were we going to come in and say, oh, you just knew that was going to happen? I think you could yeah, see like, you know, that were going to be made like before well, before the game even kicked off. But what was annoying is that I think Fred and McTominay have both been booked really early on. Mm. And mm, if they yeah. brought someone on to like drive at them, I think Shaw and Maguire got booked later as well. But bring someone on mm. um, to, to run at them and to get them doing some defending. And maybe, you know, we'll get a man advantage from that. And that seems like quite a moo thing to do and yet the, it was just sort of you know we'll go by the playbook of Sissoko Lamella oh we've gone one down okay let's bring on Bale and we'll see what he can do well <laughs> that's, this is... that's, that's exactly it like mm. you just feel like Mourinho 15 years ago would have would have smelt blood himself there and thought you know they're there for the taking and and maybe brought on four-time European Cup winner Gareth Bale <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sissoko I think the um the, the the one of the other kickers with Jonathan Wilson's piece was that he sort of went into a lot of the uh, a lot of the I mean like we said we've seen them week in week out but uh, he he went into a lot of the kind of um the ins and outs of why these results keep happening and then kind of led to this this idea of parody. That I, I don't know if you guys saw that bit, but it was like managers ultimately will stick around long enough to make a parody of themselves because they're so desperate to do the thing that is them. Mm. They don't do the thing that's sitting right in front of them. And I just thought that was so apt for yesterday. I thought that literally the, the, the option to win the game was so abundantly clear and sitting yeah. there, but the option to do the Mourinho thing just completely clouded any judgment. You know, I'm sort of, I really struggled with this Sissoko change to, to understand what the intention was with that, you know? Was to, We're was, living in a David Squires it was, comic. It was, to, it was to hold out the game. <laughs> we dropped we dropped into a 4-2-3-1. Uh, Ndombele pushed forward into the, the Celso role and then Sissoko and Hoiberg just literally sitting in front of the back line. But it was, it it just, as you as Dan and Sean have said, it just encouraged them. It was, it was, it was, it was just like, and and to Sean's point again, Mourinho ten years ago sees that McTonagh they had they were rattled like the game had got very scrappy yeah. and very yeah. aggressive. Um, and McTonagh Red was there, wasn't it? Well, McTonagh it should have been. So, I mean, it means nothing, right? It means absolutely nothing. But McTonagh should have been sent off for a a, 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 a basically a, a rugby tackle on Hoybier with like mm. four, three or four minutes to go. I can I couldn't care less if he stayed on the pitch to be honest. But my point is, there were there were some heads gone. 
And even when they were 2-1 up, there were some quite rogue tackles going on. A lot of lot of people lunging in for the ball. Fred went in for the ball twice when I thought, oh, if he nicks it away there, that's the second yellow card. It, Paul, it, Pogba elbowed Ore in the, the face. Yeah, well, mm. I, I did tweet mm. at the time. They, I, I know you guys are all at the stadium, just me and Jude at home. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I did. They really, really, really breezed over that. Like, like nothing had happened at all. It was, it was to the point where it was kind of like a bit bizarre. It was like, and I tweeted. I think if that was roles reversed and Ori had thrown his sort of. No, I'm not saying Pogba did it on purpose. He stepped across him and he's caught him in the face. I don't think he meant to do it on purpose. It's I don't a red card, though. <laughs> you've seen, you've just seen them given, haven't you? That's that's the point. And you think about. I said that when. Um, Lamella got Martial sent off in the 6-1 I tweeted it out yesterday when the goal was loud the amount of crap that United have got away with over the years is why that goal being this loud was so so sweet and so so funny <laughs> because it just even even just us against Man United alone like the, the Mendes stuff um, the nanny thing like, <laughs> like just all this shit. kind of just all this nonsense that's why it was so good when that goal got disallowed like and we were right the heads were completely gone and you Half time came at such a good time for them because if if that if there were ten more minutes to play in that half, there could have been a red card. We could have got another goal. It could have been exactly like what happened in the six one. Should we just quickly do that? I was going to sort of save that for the beautiful, but let's do that in to lead into the ugly. Then let's let's talk about that incident in isolation um, because the fallout off the back of it was horrendous on social media with some of the abuse that Son got. And this comes off the back of Davidson Sanchez getting abused last week or just over a week ago, um, which is just sickening as well. Um, But the incident itself, I mean, again, we're hugely biased on here and we're seeing it through lily white tinted specs, but I just didn't get what all the fuss was about on 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 the I I understand why United fans are annoyed. I had Darren Fletcher sitting about eight meters in front of me, and he was going ballistic. But I just to me, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's completely in keeping with ninety five percent of the decisions that have been made this year." Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I just uh, someone messaged me said, "Do you really think that's a foul?" And I was like, <laughs> "It doesn't matter if I think it's a foul, does it? At all." That's the point that I think lots of people make. It doesn't matter if we, those have been the rules for for ages. And everyone just wants to get in a furor about these things because that's how the, the world works now. But I just, I, I sat and watched it and gone, yeah, it's incredibly soft. Incredibly, incredibly soft. But he's flicked him in the face. Son's obviously rolled around on the floor and made it much worse. As a professional footballer does. You know, we saw, we see these things happen all the time. But yeah, the the outrage and then the, the you know the racist abuse is just I just cannot comprehend how someone's head goes there. And I spent I can say I spent a good period of yesterday afternoon just reporting various accounts like yeah you're gone you're gone I just I just can't I just cannot believe that's where people's heads go to. Um, but you know probably says more about them than me. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really really odd. It's really, really so, it's so commonplace mm. now. It's it's getting to the point where it's not even newsworthy, which is really depressing and alarming. Yeah. Like it happens so often, it's it's almost kind of not noteworthy anymore. It's just the background noise to this weird Premier League season is players being racially abused on social media. Mm. Uh, it's really depressing. We've got to that point, and it, yeah. Uh, yeah, as as I said, it, it, it almost almost at the point where, you know, just from my point of view for for work, you know, had had that happened a year ago, it would have been you know the back page of our newspaper. There would have been a big fallout. It would have had work to do this morning, and and now it's just well, we, that that happens every week. You know, more players been abused. We know the, we know the drill. Um, now it's it's not a big story, unfortunately, and and that's really really bleak. It's crazy though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not going to solve it here and now. And I guess it's, it's, I've read a very interesting piece by um, uh, Jonathan Liu about it and which probably lays out the, the, the key things that need to change in football. It's just a matter of when, when, when do these things actually start happening? Yeah, it's very it's weird. Got I to think be soon. We do. It does feel like everything's in a state of purgatory at the moment, doesn't it? With with kind of like the lay of the land, like so many rule changes that need to happen. Um, the fans coming back, 
just I mean, particularly for Spurs, it feels like we're sort of treading water through to the end of the season. I just wanted you just to pick up a little bit on something that was said um, earlier on. I think Hunter might have said it, but it, it was or no, Sean, sorry, but it was just like this. I, I thought the Spurs fans' reaction was quite funny to the to the goal because I don't actually think that anyone was celebrating us scoring off the back of some sort of um, some going down at that in the sense that they thought Spurs were going to win. They were just sort of seeing it as like a, oh, wow, well, one's gone our way kind of thing. It was it like concluded the comedy of the last five minutes of play, really. That's what that was. That was the best thing about it. It's just like, and scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just pure chaos, wasn't it? And that's what, sort yeah. of what we've had to embrace for the last month or so. I don't think anyone was like, "Yes, that's a massive step towards three points." <laughs> just because you know what we've seen the game um, that that plays out like this a lot of times this season. Spurs take the lead a lot, um, and then you know the second half usually gets a bit worse, and then um, sort of the inevitable happens. Um, so yeah, and there were. Lo- I saw our boss Scott getting quite riled um, about like Spurs <laughs> fans having a having a good time and stuff like that. And I was just, I was just thinking, if United play with any like smidge of quality here, because they were poor in the first half, they just were. They were getting riled. They got riled up by the incident. But if they play with any amount of quality and up their intensity, just slightly, they would win, just because of how Tottenham approach second halves or you know how. They're perceived to approach second half, whatever. Yeah, I um, did. I did message and Scott did Jude and said, I, "I said to him, <laughs> you give you the three a, points." <laughs> yeah, I said, "You need a, like, I, I wouldn't take Spurs fans being happy with what they've seen play out as a as a slight on United. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Don't no, worry yeah. about yeah. that. It's, it's not you. For it's United. me. We're living in our own pantomime yeah. at the moment. So it's just like, it's another thing. Yeah. Another We're not thing. pointing the finger and laughing at United. It's just like everything's yeah. but also, messed up. To go back to that that point though, Hensi, what, what we're like in the second half, but surely Mourinho knows what Manchester United are like in the second half, in that they're the best team in the country currently in second half of games. So we, can't, yeah, so we can't mm. possibly just sit back and expect our already shaky defence to just soak up this and and you have to give credit where it's due I thought Pogba was utterly brilliant I thought Cavani was brilliant yesterday and I I just thought god they've got the quality that we're going to really have to keep the momentum going and we just every as soon as we didn't I I was I have to say I was very close to turning it off because I was like this is just just so so predictable did everyone see the Uh, did everyone see the the graphic from sky sports about um like the spurs losing hold of their leads and stuff i got it here it's like so Mm -hmm. spurs have scored first 19 times this season that's second highest in the prem ahead at halftime 16 times second highest again failed to win when ahead at halftime seven times that's bottom points dropped from winning positions 18 that's joint 19th goals conceded in the last 10 minutes nine that's joint last and points dropped in the last 10 minutes 11 that is Last altogether. I feel so a spreadsheet coming on. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your point, Sean? What, what, what point are you trying to make him? I don't, yeah, if you are trying to make a point, I am not getting it. Um, it I, I did love like, my head. Yeah, I was, I was reading Jack Pitbrook's piece this morning that, that said it's eight times now that Spurs have been ahead uh, before or just after the break or near enough to it. Um, and if they'd won all of those games, they'd be second, <laughs> six points off. City and you just uh, I mean you do wonder if we just played football on the front foot for the sure we'd concede goals but what it there's all this season we'll just have a big asterisk next to it with a what if that's it what if Spurs played for the full 90 and you'll we'll never know we'll never know yeah should we should we just quickly in the ugly just do the the, the Mourinho post-match comments as, as well um sometimes he seems to manipulate the media with mastery that only few have managed over the years. Uh, sometimes you end up with bread and cheese <laughs> and a whole load of absolute gubbins. And, but, 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 but absolutely did the job, though. Yeah. Not for you. <laughs> Not for you, Dan. I saw your headline. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> 
But I mean, I still, I still wrote about it, didn't I? I, mean, <laughs> really, you know, I still, I still spent my energy on that, not on you know Spurs' defensive failings or, or whatever else. So, I, think I do that's... believe though it's changing. I, I think it's changing. I think yesterday had an had an air of desperation about the the nature of crowbarring it into the press conference because people were just not really interested in that comment that 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 Sasha made because it was irrelevant. Mm. It became irrelevant. We yeah. lost three one. It wasn't one all. It caused a lot of confusion with the the Spurs pack because we're we're obviously not following Solskjaer every week. And apparently he kind of always says this stuff about he, his He trips over his words quite a lot. Not getting dinner. Though yeah. so I remembered yeah. after the six one, he said the same thing about Lamella. Like if he <laughs> was my son, he wouldn't be getting any dinner tonight. So I was like, is Mourinho referencing a, a kind of eight month old quote here? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> going on? Um, but then it turned out he'd, he'd also said that about Son in a TV interview post-match, which Mourinho had, had obviously heard. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, it was kind of um, diversion, you know, it was diversionary t- tactics to, to try and kind of deflect from, from I guess, the other bigger issues. And, you know, it's, it's still kind of, it's still kind of theatre um, and panto, whether it's as effective or not, I probably agree with you, Ben, that it's, it's just not um, anymore because you, you, you can't look beyond the kind of problems of Spurs. Um, but yeah, I think there was no accident that it was this kind of cryptic nonsense about, about bread and cheese and then this kind of um, amusing line about Solskjaer being a bad dad. It was all very kind of deliberate. I might start willfully yeah. misinterpreting his his things like bread is bread is cheese is cheese. What he means by that is uh, my low block no no longer works and I'm tactically <laughs> not where I used to. Is that what he said? My low block of cheese. I think that's right. When you think about a block of cheese, <laughs> if you don't eat it within a certain amount of time, it can go bad. Does <laughs> keep for a long I, time though. Yeah. <laughs> About 18 years. Amazingly, <laughs> though, I mean, amazingly, we still, there was still this point at the end of the press conference where he was, they were so eager to ensure that that quote was the one that did the rounds. You know, it's sort of like, I'm, ama- I'm amazed that none of you have asked about it. It's almost like desperate to, to get it out and to have the, the, the goosebumps walk away. As he um, as he exited to the side of the stage, it just was. It, I found for me, as a, again taking any sort of other journalist or media hat off and just putting Spurs hat on, I just want to hear you talk about why we didn't win the game and what went wrong. I don't care about mm. Ollie's son. If he like literally, <laughs> I, I'm sure he's phenomenally well fed. Just <laughs> that in the bin. Just tell me why we didn't win the game. I'm amazed Mourinho even knew about the quote because being at the stadium, you realise that once once the match ends, like Mourinho will get dragged to three, four, five different interviews and press conferences and do all the kind of TV stuff, the club stuff. Then he'll speak to the journos, and in between all that, he'll probably go speak to the team. I'm really surprised he even knew that Solskjaer even said that. Mm. Had people messaging him, but I mean, it, it was it was more unfair and, and more kind of nonsensical that he expected us. You know, as reported on Zoom, to, to be aware of it because it was a TV quote. It wasn't like yeah. Solskjaer had come in and said that to to us. But it could be to uh, anyone, Dan. It could be to any one of the ten TV stations that were there as well. It wasn't mm-hmm. it to be in as well. Was it wasn't to Sky, was it? Well, I don't know. I, I was yeah, sent yeah, it yeah. as as a TV quote. Yeah. Um, You're a disgrace, Dan. Should have yeah. watched them all. <laughs> come on, Dan. <laughs> You're supposed to be sprinting around the stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, king of the narrative. Does it again? Yeah, I mean, newsflash, Hainsey. You're never going to find out why we why why we're not winning. Not in not in those. (laughs) Go on, Jude. What are you going to say, mate? Yeah, just when he when he in the past when he's talked about football heritage or you know being a specialist in failure, you always thought there's some sort of point to what he's saying. And I know it's the whole deflection and whatever, but at this point, it is just like, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell us how you know we we failed to win that game and or at least talk with a sense like you're looking to the future like we go on to next week or we go back to training and we have a look at what we did wrong because at the moment it's just the same game being played out every week (laughs) i think there was there was a when i did the the post-match show for spurs there was a really lovely section that mickey hazard did where he said um i don't 
really mind it, it realistically if Spurs lose they lose but the whole ethos of the club is about daring and, and trying to be something and trying to do something great um, and you can't let that identity slip because the fans won't forgive you and I thought that was that was so true and so telling and and when you actually sit there and, and you think about what Mickey Hazard, Mickey Hazard only played a hundred and I mean only, but he played maybe 120 games to Spurs in two stints, but he won the UEFA cup and he won the FA cup. Mm. So you can't tell me that a guy that's done that doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to identity. Like that's, that's a guy we, we won the UEFA cup with him on penalties. I believe, do you know what I mean? He still found a way to do it. It is in a Spursy way, but he still won a UEFA cup. Mm. So I'm not prepared to write off this idea that the fans have just got it wrong yeah. because even, that, it, it, sorry, go on even, well, even beyond that, like he Joe said that he said it's going to be hard for us now to get in, in the top six. And we've been in the top six, six since about 2009. And then before that we were out for two years out of five. Like it's been a long, long time since we've had to drop out of that. Even under Sherwood, we came fifth or sixth. Like, also, th- uh, also three uh, points off. We yeah, got right, about yeah, 70 you, points with Sherwood. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and United are the last big six team that we have to face, right? I know, I know we got Leicester on the last day, but in terms of like the traditional big six, I, don't, I think we've knocked them all off now. So uh, the I idea... I they've knocked us off, Sean. Yeah, we see you later, lads. Get out of here. Cheers for coming. There was a big thing of, like, a month ago that, you know, he like, he wasn't backed in the market. It's not his players and whatever. Don't, don't get it twisted. These, he got backed and these are his players. These are the... Like, I think the only player he probably doesn't want the club right now is probably Delhi or Bale, but who are two good players. So it's a massive, massive failure to be looking at this going into the final stretch of the season saying top six is going to be hard. That, you know, what more can we do? We play unbelievably awful football once we're 1 0 up. We've got, and we've got, and to the two highest scores from open play in the Prem as well. And, let's, and let's a cup final. That should, that, should be, that, should be top, that should be top six minimum. If you've got the two Anything highest. can happen on a cup final day, lads. Anything, Anything can happen. Anything could happen. They could win 10 nil. They could win 20 nil. Nil. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's finish on a positive, though. We, we did, there was another glimpse, another moment for us all to take optimism and hope from with Kane and Lucas and Dombele and, and Son linking up for what was a gorgeous goal. And I suppose, Hunter, that probably comes back to your point, right, about what if, that mm. you, you can see us playing that bit of football and you think, wow, that like, if we just stay on the front foot. Yeah. You just, ne- you, you just never know. If you stay on the front foot, you never know. You're in the game if you stay on the front foot. You know, we're the counter-attacking we've been trying for the last four months it just hasn't worked like it hasn't been anywhere near as as effective and you just it, after seeing goals like that and there have been glimpses like that in games where we scored really quality goals and you and you do sort of turn around to the other Spurs fans and go god we do have some really good players who can who have the ability to do that and that was really one of those it is a rare glimpse now but it, it's totally what all of them are capable of um i think i read jack pitbrooks article this morning and he called it a forbidden treat and I was like I can't believe that's what we've got to we've got to the point where good goals and good attacking play is like oh it's like naughty but that's where we're at and but but it was a brilliant goal and it is it's quality throughout you know the ball into Kane Kane's touch and then his movement off to create the space for Lucas who who does brilliantly to weight it across the sun because we've seen those balls go wrong quite often for Spurs in the last couple of years. And then Son makes the finish look very easy, but I don't think it actually is that easy. He still has to beat Henderson, who had a fantastic game. Again, I think you think he's a quality keeper, Henderson. Do you remember a few weeks ago, we almost did a carbon copy of looking at a goal like this. I think it was Kane that scored it. And we said, how many of those would you score out of 10? And I think it was even harder so yesterday, yeah. the Son finish. Yeah. It was it was left foot as well. I haven't got a left foot, so <laughs> <laughs> just becomes an air shot then, doesn't it? Um, right to finish up, let's put a smile back on people's faces. So twelfth um, of April today in the UK. Sorry if you're listening elsewhere, and this is not the case for you. But in the UK, um, 
particularly for us that are, for those of us that are based in in the south there is going to be a mass migration back towards some semblance of normality with pubs opening again restaurants available pubs available for outside getting a beer and restaurants available for outside dining and hairdressers and salons open again so we are going to ask very quickly if you could go for a beer go for a haircut or go and get dinner with uh, with a Spurs player, who would they be? So we'll start with a beer. Who do you most want to get a beer with now that you can again? Dyer. Really, Eric Dyer, so intelligent guy. I think he'd be good company. Yeah, I think I think he'd Dan, be good for a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> you just see Dan and Eric climbing over the bar stools to get to someone else for a chair up. I'm just thinking, you, you, you want to have good, you want to have good conversation. You want to have stuff in common. Um, yeah, you want to be. Able, uh, I think um, and he did this kind of interview with the Evening Standard magazine that, that I picked up. Where it's the one where he said he would like his ashes to be scattered at the stadium, mm. which was taken out of context, by the way. And I, and I, I want to make that clear. He actually said he didn't have any great connection to anywhere in London, so that would be as good a place as any. But yeah, but he but he came across as as he's I think he's quite kind of um I think he's quite kind of cool and 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 hip director and obviously I, I'm not but I'd like to think <laughs> um yeah I think you cool, enjoy like a craft dale together in like quite a trendy pub mm. that's that's nice. what I'm nice. nice I think <laughs> anyone else you know I, I think after that video the other week with Bale I'd, I'd like to go with Joe Roden he's got like a dry sense of humor yeah, uh, I, I, I like Joe I like nice. that you could talk definitely about see UFOs yourself. as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying they don't exist. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. I have to that say. was, that was great content. Uh, that hurt as well. Seeing Gareth Bale having that much fun. Oh, <laughs> well, that's why he's there. That's why he's there. He's like he's at like Butlins now, basically with his mates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going you're on, yeah, going around on quad bikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I'd go, uh, Sonny. I think he'd take me to a nice cocktail bar. Classy, uh, somewhere, somewhere really classy. Yeah, yeah. Pay, really nice. Definitely. We're in South Korea as well. We're not in London. We're in South yeah, Korea. Cool. <laughs> I've gone to him. <laughs> uh, Jude, uh, I reckon I'd go Delhi then with all those taken. I reckon he'd know oh, a yeah. bar, you know, that has all the games and stuff like that. And we just go and you know get Fortnite set up somewhere or like one of those ones where they have the, <laughs> where they have the hoops that you can shoot in. Stuff like that. Yeah, like, love that. Even busters. Sounds yeah, like sounds like, like you're going bowling. Jude, yeah. Jude's going to All Star Lane. Jude's going yeah, to why El- not? Jude's going to no, we Castle upstairs. <laughs> we spot R.I.P. Yeah. Ending Kentry Park with the, like the arcade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, haircut. Who are you going for a haircut with? Oh, he's got the wildest hair. Maybe Serge Aurier. He got a couple of lockdown trims. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Good, yeah, he knows yeah. good guys. Too. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck about legal haircuts. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Gazaniga. Quite a good kind of. Oh yeah, Alderweireld's got decent fresh trim, isn't he? Quite often. I'm convinced it's just like a Lego hair that he he just puts on every day. <laughs> the Arteta look. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Gazaniga because that obviously he's oh, wow. at Elche, so it means I can go elsewhere. I can go and enjoy nice. a bit of sun. <laughs> I don't think go elsewhere. Juan Foy, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> Your little D. Yeah. Um, okay. Finally, who are you going for dinner with? Uh, you see, I think Dan took mine. I was quite up for going for dinner. I'm going. Can I go for dinner with Pochettino? <laughs> 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 uh. Dinner with Poch, and yeah. you. The thing is, you get a drink with Poch as well because that you'd get a great red wine in. Now that he's in Paris as well, I'll go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there and say I'll go with with Gentle Ben. I think I could break him. I think he. I think he's got hidden. You depth. think he's he'd go he'd go bad? You no, think no, you could turn no, him? Think, like... No, I think I'd break him in the sense that I get you know over dinner you could get him to open up, and mm. um, I think he's got hidden depths. I think he's probably a really like sound and interesting bloke. Um, he just comes across as a bit kind of straight and a bit, a bit, uh, dare I say, sort of a bit dull. You were with no, him yesterday, Hainsey, weren't you? Oh, I think he's honestly yesterday. I, I think, oh, yeah. he's, I think, like All you right. said, <laughs> 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 no, I think, I think what you said is spot on. I think he's actually a really, like, I think he's a really thoughtful guy. I thought you got that from the, the Amazon Prime doc as well. 
Mm. I think he came across really well in that sort of came across as someone that actually can read a room quite well um, and actually read tonality quite well. Um, I think Sergio Regalon seems like great fun as well. Mm. I think he's a good ham. Yeah, good <laughs> bloody good ham. And it, I, 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 I am at pains to stress that somehow the Eric Lamella fan club has not put him forward yeah. for anything. This I'm is dropped. outrageous. Oh no, he's after dinner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's calling you at four a.m. Like, come round. Yeah. But yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're on June twenty-first when we do here with my mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed Sean my from Eric Lamella to... with glow sticks uh, somewhere <laughs> in London. <laughs> I've just remembered Jao Sacramento hasn't been mentioned in a while, so my dinner would be with Jao about his future work really, prospects. Really romantic, can Italian He's coming around to mine, mate. No, you, see, you see Hunter leaning in the kiss from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Hybia is a great shout for dinner, to be honest. Oh, a good Viking God. dinner. And like when the food comes, he'd bang on his table like, yeah, come on. <laughs> we should have just done this. Sean, you were right. We should have just done this instead yeah, of talking sure. about United for the whole show. But it's been great fun today, guys. Uh, thank you so much, as always, to Hunter, Jude, Sean and Dan. They're all a great follow on Twitter. So do make sure you check out their social channels. If you would like to leave us a, a review and a rating or subscribe to the pod, that would be massively appreciated. And any reviews that we get in, I promise we'll read next week on the show. So any reviews that come in, uh, we'll make sure that we uh, give you a shout out on the show next week. Uh, okay, next up is uh, Everton Friday night, which is uh, an interesting one. So... Let's uh let's get back together again. Do a quick chat about Everton before before the weekend because I'm giving my time. Yeah, we can all we can all go and drown our sorrows after the game. Um, mm. but yeah, enjoy your week and hopefully Spurs have left you in a position where you can't stay nice and cheery. Pubs are open today. Go and get a haircut. See you all soon. What a feeling! What a night! Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.